Hey, welcome to the Bible Book by Book podcast. As a church, we've started a 66-week preaching series, and as part of that, we're going to have a podcast episode every week where we're going to be joined by different people. This week, we're in Genesis, and I'm joined by Tom and Emma from our Totten site, so let's talk about Genesis. I don't. I said this before, I don't want to do... I want this to be a proper three-way conversation because I've already preached this. And so okay. people have already heard half an hour of me on Genesis. No so one's I'm, I'm privileged to even be part of the conversation, well, to be people have watched already watched Tom's and commented on it. Have they? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lie. <laughs> we have already said that this series feels a bit overwhelming, doesn't it? So if other people are feeling overwhelmed, even by the attempt of like first week of Bible reading plan or the workbook or whatever, it's okay, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It is more than yeah, okay. Of course it's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's slow and steady, this one, right? We want to get through it. We want to sit through it to the end rather than just... Yeah, using up all our energy, week one and two, yeah, and then falling flat on our face. Yeah. yeah. So w- week one, being in Genesis, enjoying it so far. <laughs> we made it this far. <laughs> I, was, I, I was surprised by the, um, like, not surprised, that's the wrong word, but just the hunger that everyone has got to not just encounter God, which is great and what we want, but also just to learn as well. Like, I think the different things that we're doing just impr- like increasing our knowledge of the Bible, increasing our understanding of what's going on. I think that's that's been quite exciting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, we focused in on like Abraham and Isaac, didn't we? Mm. And that kind of story. And yeah, I think for me, what stood out straight away was this whole call to obedience. Mm. So, and the blessings. And so you've got obedience and blessings. Do they go hand in hand? What does that even mean? <laughs> um, Great question, Emma. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> well deflected. Yeah. I said, I've preached it. I've done my half an hour on it. Tell me, can Genesis. I just check out the podcast <laughs> I know, now? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what you're saying, the obedience and blessing thing that comes out, I think really struck, even like reading right from the start of Genesis, when you read that the first time that God blesses Adam in the mm. Garden of Adam and Eve, he says to them, be blessed and be fruitful and increase in number. Mm. And actually the blessing of God is always intended that it's a personal blessing, but then mm. it's a blessing that yeah. we would take and sweep others up into mm. that and that others would be blessed through it too. Yeah. And I get your question about obedience and blessing. Just explain what, explain what you actually mean by that. Like because of Abraham's obedience, the nations were then blessed. Mm-hmm. And so if there's times, isn't there, when we are obedient to what God's asked of us but we don't necessarily see the blessing or feel Mm -hmm. the blessing or it can be a real painful thing can't it to to be obedient and it is whether the two go hand in hand so if I do everything that God says um and he asks will then I guess it's will my life then be successful or you know what does blessed look like what does that word mean because i think you can we can talk about being like oh i'm so blessed because i've got my health or um oh god's blessed me with such a wonderful job and and so culturally how do what does being blessed look like because the call for adam and eve to that they were blessed to be a blessing is still the same for us today isn't it but yeah we use that word in such like it's material it becomes material doesn't it it becomes like you say I th- there's a massive one about health right you look at all the how to be this how to be the best version of yourself a lot of that is wrapped up in being physically well and healthy and maximizing the potential of your body or mm. whatever and, and i think that is such a 
kind of godless view of what it means to be blessed because it's about maximizing ourselves. not you look at actually what jesus says it means to be blessed in the sermon on the mount it's blessed are you who are poor blessed are you who are mourning and it's like well how could how could could that person it seems like a contradiction but it's like well you're blessed when you're mourning because you've got god with you in your Mm. mourning you're blessed when you're poor because you're rich in the things of heaven and 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 yeah i I think the the bible comes with a countercultural assumption of what blessing means doesn't it but then for Abraham, it did also mean yeah. a load of land, a load of descendants and stuff. So there's this and he got a son. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there is a there's a twofold thing at play, isn't there? Definitely. And there's like a there's like a heart posture of being full of gratitude for what God has yeah. given you. Mm. So if you, we can't totally reduce the blessings of what of what God has given us, and God shows His favor to yeah. to His people often by being generous. He's a generous Father who loves to give gifts, and so mm. the things that we have the the health that we do have if we're blessed to have that is is a gift from God. And so we have to have a heart posture of gratitude without mm-hmm. assuming that God has given me something because I deserved it in any way or God yeah. has given me something because I merit it or mm. it's actually just, it's an yeah. overflow of the fact that he's an abundantly generous father, anything yeah. mm. that we have. Yeah. And actually what we can sometimes fall into um, or sometimes what we can observe in the world around us um, is that we can then, you almost, obedience to God comes with this sort of, um, you're already thinking, well, I'll be obedient because then I know that God will bless me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I yeah. if I tick all these boxes, then I'll be I'll be healthy, or then mm. I'll get what I want, or God mm. will bless me with material things. And actually, that comes with such a an unhelpful heart posture, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's 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 cost associated with obedience, isn't there? Like the obedience attains the blessing, but the obedience is a costly one. And it's like you look at Abraham and like the the whole Ishmael saga of mm. like like in trying to work things out in his own strength and his own wisdom he has this other son and with this other and just the dynamic that it creates there like is is a heavy thing for him to have to carry and it causes problems later on in yeah in the story when you've now got this kind of broken family i guess that's kind of coming trying to come together and work things out and obviously there's all sorts of consequences there but it's yeah it's it's not as simple as just blessing doesn't equal simplicity and a a simple life and a sort of straightforward life Mm. does it it's it's often costly to be obedient to god Mm. and also i think like genesis gives us such a big picture and big view of who god is doesn't it like you you start in the beginning god like creator of everything and i think i remember a, a quote by a preacher david devonish who's visited our church a few times talking about our our culture is obsessed with um, just individualism and like hmm. who am I and what is God's plan for my life and what am I going to do and actually he was saying in complete contrast with that God has a plan for all of the, all of the earth that he would have a people he has his big macro level plans and actually we need to find our place within yeah. that and it's not yeah. all about us in the first place yeah. so even when we see how God has blessed us we can make that all about ourselves and our own mm-hmm. little lives but actually God is doing something far bigger than just yeah just us personally individually but um and it's how we find ourselves as part of that big picture of what god is doing Mm. i think that like one of my questions was and i drew it like i drew it as a little table going through the preach and it is actually if if we are blessed so that we might be a blessing to others where am i blessed or how am i blessed Mm. and then am i blessing others with that um so it does like and even then it is hard because that's an individualistic mindset isn't it but it is 
is also a call to us in the same way mm. that it was a blessing to Abraham and to Isaac, but it mm. wasn't just for Abraham and Isaac. It was, yeah. you know. I don't think it's individualistic to ask how has God blessed me and how can I bless others? I think you, you have to do that individually and then yeah. in whatever communities you find yourself mm. in, like whether it's your family or in a friendship group or as a church community, we've got to be asking ourselves that question because it, it applies, doesn't it? Like you might... God might have given me a gift in a certain area of heart for people and that that is to be outworked in blessing others, isn't it? But then there also might be a sense in which hey, as a church we're in a position to, mm. we've been blessed with this resource or this strength and we've been called to let that overflow mm. into the lives of other people. That's a great question for us to be mm. asking ourselves, isn't it? Like what has God given me that probably the world would love me to just only think about how that benefits and blesses yeah. me or how it benefits those closest to me and hey, how let god speak into that like how could how could mm. that how could that money for example like we, we skirt around money that we like that is one yeah. of the ways god bless god blesses us some people have lots of it how might you use that to be a blessing mm. to others or if it is god's giving you time mm. yeah like how can you use that time to further his kingdom and see his gospel be proclaimed to people who don't mm. yet have, do you ever watch that TV? What's it called? The TV show, which talks like shows you people who hoard things in their homes. Oh. What's it called? Stacey uh. Solomon, sort your life out. <laughs> that's a good. That's one My of my favorite. Oh, no, no. But no. like you see, you see people who've just accumulated stuff yeah. over periods of time and yeah. just like cram. I'm not their, sure that would be a blessing to anyone and, else. And <laughs> cram their cram their houses full of stuff. Yeah. And actually, I know it's not quite the same, but actually. Mm when God gives us things, it's mm-hmm. often that we would then be generous with what we yeah. have, that we would yeah. give out and that we wouldn't just store up for ourselves, but yeah. actually that we would, yeah, give yeah. out. Can't believe Stacey Solomon's got a mention. Yeah. I could <laughs> despise that TV Our hashtag program. going off, podcast, <laughs> see if she does anything. She reposts yeah. it. Yeah. But is that, is that then where, like, the obedience comes into it mm. in that we we are blessed so that we can be a blessing, but that is, that's like a character and a heart thing, isn't mm-hmm. it, of, like, am I just yeah. going to happily receive what... God has given me or am I going to share it with others like and I just mm-hmm. kinda, I'm just trying to think like what because it's not as it, I, was, I think I saw like on this um on the news or something like a, a older couple had won like two million or two billion pounds and they're like we're going to find a cure we're going to donate it to find a cure for mm-hmm. the disease that our grandchild died of mm-hmm. and you kind of think well of course you do that I would yeah. do that but when you've not got much money and you somehow get given ten pound, mm-hmm. then there's it like to maybe even buy someone flowers. You kind of think they don't really need that. There's almost it's quite hard, isn't it? To in yeah. in those you can almost use logic mm-hmm. in terms of how I can bless others. But then if you hear that still small voice of God prompting you saying pay for that person shopping or yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, like you say, it's not it's not just about money and wealth. Um, is about your time. Like time can be so precious, and mm-hmm. and if you're hearing that prompting, how do you then be? Yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah the obedient side of that. I just I find it so interesting in mm. the flip between Abraham and Sarai. Didn't trust. You know, God said, "I'm going to provide you with a son." Mm-hmm. They didn't trust him, mm-hmm. and so they took things into their own hands. Yeah. And then later on in the story, you see. Abraham, God says, go up the mountain, sacrifice your son, mm-hmm. and he's then trusting. Yeah. I know that God will provide a replacement yeah. in order to save my son. And, I, yeah. and we don't see that wrestle in the scripture with mm-hmm. Abraham in terms of how he trusts God yeah, yeah. and the obedience. Yeah. But he just does. Yeah. It? It just, how yeah, do we take does. this? And yeah, 
I, I would. I I take a lot of encouragement from the. I think it says when Isaac's born, it says like God did this at just the right time, mm. and I think like that's yes, that's God doing things just at the right time, big picture, but also like just the right time for for Abraham and Sarah. Like they they had been through a season where they didn't they tried to do things their own way. And then at just the right time, God did what he said he would do. And in between that, you get him renewing the covenant again. So it's that like, again, Mm. like a fresh understanding that this is God. This is who God is. This is what I want to do through you. Trust me. And it's that it's the kind of gentleness of God that we also in the midst of a story Mm. about child sacrifice. But it's the it's the gentleness and the kindness of God in him working things out at the right time. And I think that. All right, God doesn't need to renew covenants, but like God comes to us again, even when we think, "Oh, maybe I didn't steward that very well. Maybe mm. I didn't. Mm. I haven't. I haven't quite caught hold of what it means to be a be a blessing, as well as, or be a blessing with what I've been blessed with." God's always on on the lookout for opportunities to meet with us and challenge us and change us and make us more like mm. Jesus ultimately. And I think that's that's the encouraging thing for all of us as we kind of grapple with this. Is yeah. So you take that moment and stop and say, "Okay, God, are you?" Are you wanting just to hit pause and get me to think about these things more? And yeah, and like we say, it isn't it isn't all about money, is it? It's about like, could I give more time to that person who I know is struggling and who mm. actually kind of annoys me and annoys the people around me? But I've got a free evening once a week that I could give to him instead of yeah. playing FIFA all night or whatever it mm. like whatever it is. Um, it can be as simple as something like that, can't it? That just is us getting on board mm. with the call to be a blessing. And often when God calls us to do some, to do anything, to do something like you see it in through the Bible, like stories in our own lives, whenever God calls you to do something, it often represents risk and change to what we're used to. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a risk <laughs> element in that. And there's I haven't done that before. That represents a change to the sort of comfort that I yeah. like to surround myself with. And often that's difficult and challenging, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I like I can think back to moments in my own life where you've had to, yeah, God's called you to be generous with what you have to give stuff away actually that represents sac- mm. sacrifice doesn't it and mm, yeah. that's changing how i've i don't know centered what i've what I built my life to be at this moment and it represents mm. risk and change for me but it's in that trust and trusting yeah. god in those moments of risk yeah. and change that yeah actually he's so generous isn't he he's so <laughs> good to us yeah he wants you know that it's yeah i know i have been blessed with knowing god in relationships you've got that mm-hmm. the whole you know I have I have peace, I have joy, yeah. I have love, I have forgiveness and there's a there's an area in which like we're all if we all have encountered God, we all have the mm. good news yeah. to to share with others, but for what it looks like for me is going to be very different yeah. to what it looks like for you and yeah. um you know actually in Totten location where we've been encouraging people to um you know reach out to neighbors and stuff like mm. that, it has like it's looked so different yeah. and yeah, it's been it's been scary. I think that's what you well, the one of the mix was scary for me because I felt like God had said to me about setting up an art club for people like literally in the you know the streets that surrounded our house, and I just kept putting it off and off, and then it got to the night, and I remember just saying to um, Sim, just like I just don't want people, I just don't want strangers <laughs> in my house, and and you really do yeah, just yeah. feel like yeah. I don't. Yeah, it, and and that's like say that's kind mm. of like the costliness yeah. of it, and yeah, yeah. I think yeah, within ten fifteen minutes, mm. I was absolutely loving it. Um, <laughs> but that's opened a door, yeah, to to now have gather people and mm. um mm. and and that probably that stepping out in obedience. I don't necessarily know if that is going to be a blessing yet. So yeah, we've only had yeah. a couple, 
Um, but I think, yeah, it is taking this a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, you almost have to take some steps and yeah, yeah do no. something, don't you, rather yeah. than... Yeah, and I think, like, you referenced the stories that people have been sharing. The cost for some people has been putting their neck on the line at work and offering to pray for a colleague mm. and risking, you know, being ostracised into a different part of the office or whatever just cause for, for sharing their faith or being bold and joining a social club and a social group mm. that, uh, for people who are new to the area or sharing parts of their own story that are really vulnerable and raw and still live but actually are going to help them bless someone who's in a, in the same situation. And I think it's, yeah, that that is really costly sometimes yeah. but it's that fulfilling that mandate that we've all got of still seeing the whole of the earth filled with the glory of God, multiplying not just through families getting bigger, but through sharing the gospel and, mm. and mm. seeing people come to know Jesus. And I think that Jesus modelled it to us, right? It's like he showed us just how costly it was. It cost him his life. Mm. And he lo loses everything on his way to the cross. But what he wins for us is is pretty yeah. unbeatable. And, and I think it's that, I guess, weighing up the risk and reward as well for us is is like really do we like it's one of those rubber hits the road moments isn't it when we come to we feel the little still small voice say go and share your faith with that person or yeah. go and yeah go and encourage that person and, and we oh, you feel the push of it but it's like actually what's the the potential upside is huge it's eternal yeah. life for someone who doesn't mm. yet know jesus but we can so quickly sort of play that down and play up our own fears and anxieties mm. or, or like what it's going to cost us whereas mm. in reality you put those two things on the scales and there's no yeah so mm. no contest yeah. And I love the fact that even at the start, the start of like a a massive journey, right, as a church where we're going through the whole Bible, spending a year and a half, whatever, looking through it all in the very first book where we get this massive picture of God, creative, everything. Actually, it's within the context of that book that we get to talk about how we as his people yeah. are part of the plan and how <laughs> we get to be yeah. a blessing yeah. and how God's heart is to have a people that would mm. be his and that actually we get to play a part and that. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? You might think yeah. you give the whole of the first it's book just to tell us who, who God is, but actually yeah. we're part of it and we're swept up into this story, which yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Genesis done. One done, 65 to go. Next week, we're going to be in Exodus. We'll be joined by a few different people talking about that book. You can comment on these videos. You can let us know your questions. What would you like us to talk about? And we hope that these bless you and serve you.